Blog Talk Radio. Podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out of the room closet professional witches with over 70 years combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Here we go. Here we go, and what a frick week. We're Notice just that I, with the F-bombs, because that's how it is. <laughs> yeah, well, you know how it goes. It's been yeah. a really, really um, disconnected, frustrating, um, upsetting week, and I'm talking in personal terms of our lives, some of the things that are going on in our immediate, you know, environs, um, not even mm-hmm. the the national or otherwise. So um, interesting that, you know, this happens to be, again, another major arcana card that we're dealing with. I would have thought Mm -hmm. it would have been the tower, um, but it isn't. It's the devil, and we'll talk about... Which is hilarious and appropriate. Yes. So... um, (laughs) Yes, that that is that's why I I oopsied. Uh, my brain has to kick into you know like another level right now rather than all that's been going on. So um, I'm going to turn it over to you. And I mean, I opened it with a splash. So <laughs> go for it. What was your week like? How's it been going? Yeah, so I mentioned to Elvira before the show started that I'm having a little disagreement with the Fae this week, which is um, not super unusual, but it is frustrating. It is highly frustrating. If you've ever been in a turf war with the Fae, you understand how frustrating it is. Like, everything is disappearing. Um, like our our remote, like, no one in my house could find the remote. It's not in any of the places it normally is. Uh, one of my masks that I use, you know, because of the fires, it's an N95, so it's good for smoke. I can't find it anywhere. And then as I was prepping for the show today, 
my book that I use the, for my for my specific deck, the tarot deck that I use, I can't find it anywhere. It's just been a series of those things. So I've been um, just before the show started, I was like, okay, I need to do some reparations with the Fae, and maybe I need to put some offerings down and uh, figure out what the actual message here is because it's, um, you know, the, all the things that are missing are things that prevent me from going to work. Or relaxing, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I can't watch television. <laughs> that is so our like, big okay, well, thing. We know that. Yeah. So what is it I need to pay attention to? So I was just saying that to Elvira, and then the show started. So we were, we, I put us on mute, and as the intro plays, and I turned to my left, and sitting right next to me was my tarot book. Like it wasn't oh, there a second ago, dudes. It wasn't there. So uh-huh. I looked fucking uh-huh. everywhere for it. So, so my daughter walked in to let me know she was taking off right before the the intro music stopped playing, and I was like, I need to make some offerings after the radio show. Don't let me forget. Oh God! Oh wow! So that's, well, like, that's that's how it's been. That's the week. Yeah. How about you, if you feel like sharing any more of your intensity? Well, yeah. Um, Well, obviously, considering that um, we've had the fires going, we've had, uh, so in essence, the overriding experience of having your to-go bags, as they say, half my car is packed Mm -hmm. with stuff because, you know, you, you sort of start prepping just so you don't wind yep. up because things have happened where in the middle of the night you suddenly are being, you know, mm-hmm. like the warnings are going off. So you're you're a little bit more alert. And mm-hmm. so that sort of cluttered my car. It's cluttered my house. Things are sort of open and, you know, ready to take care of the last-minute stuff. So that's left me feeling... Um, unsettled and, uh, you know, even though I'm trying to continually ground and stay centered and, you know, do those things, uh, I've worked ex- exclusively from home for the last few days because Lucky Mojo at first was under mandatory evacuation and they lifted, but we still have poor air quality. And um, yeah. so I made a decision not you know, to 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 stay home because it would be easier for me to not have to go that close and under that kind of uh, circumstances, which everybody mm-hmm. accepted was fine. But um, in the meantime, I connected with my <laughs> my accountant or bookkeeper, and um, she's also the same person that works with Phoenix. With her, yes, yes, we share an accountant, aren't we? Fancy? We share an accountant, and and it's kind of you know a, a very nice, uh, equitable point of reference. And um, yes, yes. her uh, her office called yesterday morning to tell me what my 2019 taxes were going to. I have to do, you know, what what I have to pay and what's up. And mm-hmm. I had gotten extension, so it was coming close to all of that. So we finished it all off and. Woohoo! And when I got it, um, I was sitting at the breakfast table opposite my roommate. He's looking at me because I obviously went a little white. I got off the phone. I <laughs> held my head. And I was like, what the hell am I going to do? Um, so yeah. all the things I was planning 
to do got thrown out the door so that I could, shall we just say, go dig up any coins, anything I could find, anywhere I could find it to make this whole thing happen within the time frame I have left to get it to them. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, asked for, you know, an increase in client base, of course, I got that, which is, you know, what today is like, and yesterday actually became that. And I was very, very grateful for all of this. It was just, it took everything I was planning on doing, which was prepping my house to have photographs taken so that I can, on the market, so that I can actually sell it and move to Arkansas so that I can get this thing actually moving rather than constantly talking Mm -hmm. about it. Um, Pushed it in another direction and so it was kind of like okay so it's been you know stressful and things that I try to do like you they they seem to either disappear or they um I actually had all that the week week before no two weeks before I had my I, I lost my car key well my keys which had my car keys on it um, my car was locked. I had just put all my groceries in. It was 102 plus, and I was freaking out on what to do. Um, even when I opened the car, got the AAA to open it, they, um, I couldn't find them. Um, I lost my earpiece for my phone. I mean, it was just like a series of things. So I don't know if it was rolling through the, the, the different, you know, energy patterns, not for any particular reason, just it was, and now it caught you on the next May, but it was very interesting when you started to tell me that. I'm like, that was two weeks ago for me. But um, <laughs> this week I've, I've had things break. Um, I had my right. Hestia statue, and I said this on the radio show before, but then I'm sitting here talking to um, a friend back east, and all of a sudden I hear a crash. And I go over, and mm. I have a lot of porcelain masks on the walls. And there was, um, you know, and it was it, it fell off the wall, and it had it had broken, and it was this black and white mask. So it's like half and half, or in a female face, and it broke two pieces, and and it kind of looked like actually, I I swear, it looked like the Phantom of the Opera mask. And yeah. I'm like looking at this, going, wow, this is really interesting, because of course, what had broken off was on the white side. I was like, well, this is interesting. And then a a favorite magnet of mine on the refrigerator broke. So I was looking at Mm. things like things that are breaking or, you know, somebody said, well, maybe what happened was it took a hit for you. Because a lot of times things like that, you know, especially in your altars and and places um, are set for for, uh, different, you know, for protection, for anchoring. And and if something happens, it, it, you know, that's part of what, the reasoning is that's part of what we do it for that's part of what we feel that's you know our thing so I'm kind of like well what's going on so getting ready for this particular uh show I kept thinking it was the tower now I know you had said that to me before we started our show I did yeah I thought so too yeah it was it was like I could not wrap my my mind around what we were going to talk about until I sort of went in and got my notes that I had stacked, and I looked at the top one, and it says the devil, which is what our you know, show is about. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that being said, uh, you know, obviously, uh, luckily our fires 
you know, have, I think they're, they're in the process of, you know, I don't know what the containment is actually on the big one, but they have lifted all, yeah. all the mandatory evacuations even for Guerneville, which is the one that they were really yeah. concerned about how close. So, Yeah, um, there's still a little bit of folks who are evacuated, but for the most part it's um, it seems to be under control and the weather is cooperating, but, you know, things are still questionable. So that being said, uh, it it is um, it's uh, it's very interesting. I actually talked to somebody at the um, bank when I went into the bank yesterday, and you know we're talking, and she's saying something about we're talking about the, you know obviously we talk about the fires because we come in, everybody's wearing masks for pandemic, but we're also they've got you know filtration systems, you know air purifiers going in the bank and everything. Yeah. So you're looking at it going. Okay, and I said something about, well, on top of this and, and this, we have an asteroid that's coming towards the Earth, and basically <laughs> we'll probably hit it, but it's not the size that will, you know, it's basically the calculation is that it will hit the atmosphere and it will burn up, it will it will disintegrate because it's right. not a big one. But that, right. it will hit around November 2nd when we do our voting. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I know. I, I thought, boy. But I think at this point we can we can jump into the devil. I think that's sort of a good segue. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm going to turn this one back to you. I babbled a lot. <laughs> All right. Well. We are continuing to explore the major arcana for those of you who have been listening along through our adventures. And today we reach card number 15, which is actually this card in the major arcana. And that is the devil. And we will be sharing a lot about the Rider Waite Smith version of the deck, but then we'll, Elvira and I will also share a little bit about how we personally read this card and the decks that we use or have connection to um, sorry, kitten is trying to eat my computer cord. Piss off, kitten. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I swear to God. Um, uh, so the devil card in the Rider Waite Smith deck features, as you might imagine, the devil. And it is <laughs> a uh, the imagery here. I'll just describe the imagery and then we can move on to some of the, the fun um, meanings behind this card, but it's a very unhappy Baphomet devil type looking character. I always feel like he just, he looks so unhappy Yeah. <laughs> to, to me. He doesn't look mean or evil. He just looks like unhappy. You're like, gosh, life's so hard. But it is um, a, a, a Baphomet that was based off of Elphias Levi's illustration of Baphomet. Um, and he has harpy feet. He has big ram horns. He's got bat wings and a sort of almost bat-like face. Um, mm-hmm. He's got the inverted pentacle, not pentacle, pentagram right above his forehead with the point touching his third eye. Um, he's standing or kneeling or crouching, depending on, on how you look at it, on an on a, a altar or a box or a doorway. Um, there's lots of different versions of what people think that this shape is supposed to represent. Um, 
Uh, and so and we'll dig into some of what that could mean. But chained to that same box or doorway is a naked man and a naked woman. Uh, and they both are sort of devilish looking. She has a tail with grapes at the end of it. And he has a tail with flame at the end of it. And his t- um, tail points right to the uh, what is this? a torch that the devil is holding. And he is holding it facing down the torch, the, the Baphomet character here, in his left hand. And then his right hand is up facing the heavens. So as you know, if you've been listening along, all of this stuff means something. The up hands and the down hands and which hand is doing what. Um, but there are older versions of this card where there's some different imagery, and I think we'll get into that. But I think the thing that's pretty ubiquitous, that's not the right word, that's pretty standard is the the man and the woman, the two individuals, chained or tied up in some way and a sort of sinister energetic. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the imagery from the Rider Waite Smith deck. Is there anything you want to add to that? Well, um, one, the, excuse me, we, um, I have a, a nixel and it, it goes off. We're there. So I apologize. Um, the two people, the man looks at the woman and the woman looks out um, and mm-hmm. that is, you know, the masculine energy looks to the fem- feminine energy or the consciousness goes, looks to the subconsciousness um, in terms of um, a more symbolic point of reference. But they also have chains, and the chains, though chained to the, the half cube uh, that the mm-hmm. devil is sitting on, um, their chains are loose. They can, they can literally lift them off. And again, yeah. I think that that goes to the the concept that um, basically we cha- we become chained by wrong choices to uh, yeah. to situations to creations. You know, our, when we create something, we are chained to it. But that we can at will remove it. But it requires us to have determination and. Um, you know, to get out of bondage or however you want to call that in a lot of the different things. And I think that, truthfully, it's it's funny because one of the, the things talking about the actual devil, um, both the, the BOTA, Paul Foster Case deck and the Weight Rider Smith deck, um, they, they, as you say, it has got a very sad face. That particular um, iconography yeah. is very sad and... Um, the uh, case, Paul Foster case deck is more goat-like, more because this is the card of Capricorn, the actual zodiacal sign. So, mm-hmm. of course, that's the goat. Um, but again, and a lot of the, the different things is that you have the, sat, the sign for Saturn on his right hand, which is palm out. And, um, you know, you've got all these different things that are in it, but it's it's also about being chained to what we see, what we are only looking at, the physical world and nothing more. Yeah. 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 One of the things I find interesting about the earlier versions, and and as we've talked about before, the divination system of the tarot is based off of an older card game, and you can still see remnants of that in our modern card games where the suits, 
perfectly match the suits of the tarot, and you could use a regular deck of playing cards to read the, the minor arcana. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. in the older imagery of the devil, it it's very different. This this Baphomet imagery is super modern. Um, that you know, Elvis Levi was writing in the late 1800s, in the mid 1800s, about um, you know spirituality and and sacred symbology and all this kind of stuff. And that's where this Baphomet imagery comes from. But older images of the devil, it is a horned character who is a little bit more panish than Baphomet-ish. But what's interesting is um, he's often depicted as having um, eyes all over his body in different places, like on his knees and on his belly and on his chest uh, and a, a full face on his stomach. Um, and that there is this, um, I can't think of the word that I want to use. It's just, it's a little bit more disturbing. Uh, I mean, I know for many modern people, the image of Baphomet is very disturbing because our culture, especially here in the United States is very influenced by Christianity. And although that's not, that doesn't influence me, I'm not bothered by the Baphomet imagery because I know what it actually represents to the Mm -hmm. average person that probably that could potentially be pretty scary. Uh, But I find these older images of the devil much more creepy where it has these, it almost looks like a a tortured creature with these faces all over its body and, um, you know, cloven hooved feet. And it just looks uncomfortable. Um, And there's even older uh, depictions of the devil that match up with the older depictions of the devil from the tarot that are in some old British books that show like old ancient popes like Pope Sylvester fighting the devil. Although the pope in the imagery he looks all like peaceful and calm and his hands are out, and the devil just looks so miserable and uncomfortable and unhappy. It's almost like his body is twisted against him. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what the old imagery of the devil looked like. So although the, the meaning has evolved because the artwork has evolved, I think it's important to remember some of these older images and, and how they have changed and what they may have meant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and also one of the things that you were talking about the Pope is that this is in numerology you have ten which is, you know, the number of perfection, but completion, another completion. And five, which basically is, you know, the the hierophant. So you have the wheel of fortune mm-hmm. and you have the hierophant as the ten and the five and the the right hand of the the devil is open in palms open, whereas it is in a reverse of what the right hand of the Hierophant is, which is a blessing. So um, right. you know, they they, they comp. There's these back and forth, just like this card complements. When I say complements, it works in tandem with temperance because the angel yeah. becomes the devil, which then, in truth, where you're at, um, is that you're you're working on the opposite side. You know, you you find your connection to spirit. But what it is is you realize that you can create, and then you create, but you create with ego, and then you're bound mm-hmm. and shackled to what your you know your creation or the dynamics of that thinking I am you know the ultimate, but that is ego, and so then you know that comes into play yeah. with the back and forth. 
Yeah, and this card yeah. also has a relationship to the lovers card because you see um, some of the imagery of the lovers with the with how they stand and um, how they're looking at different things and th- that whole sort of setup of the energetic. Here it's the same setup, but the energetic is twisted, right? So it's it has this interesting. Um, spin on the the power of a lover's card and how it's um what is the word i'm looking for it is tarnished tarnished yes yes and um because where where you see the the in the lover's deck you basically see the man looking to the woman who looks to the angel now what you have is the man looking to the woman and the woman looking out, and the idea is the physical world is all there is. Right. Because that's all that... Right, and if you think about the subjugation of women over the years, right, and how, uh, you know, instead of looking at spirituality, he's just looking at woman, like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's some patriarchal bullshit in here. (laughs) Well, of course. Course, and I think that that's why when you see the different decks that get re-rendered, it is with the things that are coming out in our society that are mm-hmm. uh, becoming necessary for us to work with in the sense that, well, there is an equality, there is a, a balance, there is this. It isn't always that the female has the bad side or she is only the emotion or whatever, you know. I mean, it's, it's kind of like you aren't all one thing anyway, really. I mean, truthfully, mm-hmm. if you think of, you know, the uh, the three currents that are in the um, – the Ayurvedic point of reference is you, you know, you have the male, the female, and the center channel. It is balanced. So, you know, obviously I'm mixing uh, tarot with other things, but it's the idea that there is the energies are that connection. And I think in the lover's card and in this card, what you're seeing is literally the masculine, the feminine, and then the center channel. And so either it's a balance or it's an imbalance. So, right. Yeah. So in terms of yeah. that, um, I'm trying to think, you know, I know we, you know, the standard meanings that, you know, people mm-hmm. put to this is, you know, when you get the upright, you know, again, we go back to where we come from and what we look at, but the upright is usually, you know, discontent and depression, illness, wrong use of force. Um, it can be yeah. considered black magic, bondage to the material, um, Mm-hmm. sensation divorced from understanding and I'll let you kind of throw the reverse in because I like how you get to the fact of it not really having you know, how you, you describe what we do yeah yeah I, well, I want to add just a couple of things to the the meaning because it also can be a um, show up around addiction or when a situation or a relationship has taken on an addictive quality and I only say that because uh, I think you know, I'm going to speak for you here for a second, Elvira, but we do a lot of readings for people who are in difficult romantic situations and they, they try, I have clients that have been working and doing magic on a romantic situation for years, years, Mm -hmm. uh, trying to 
make it better or make them faithful or, you know, make it smoother or whatever. And it becomes addictive. It becomes yes. an addiction. It's not healthy. And so I, I often see this card pop up in situations like that. Um, it can be a sign that you need to look at your own shadow and how you might be being impacted by those hidden shadows. Shadow isn't bad. It's just the thing that's not being acknowledged and, and seen. And so it can act out if you're not paying attention to it, you know. Um, but, yeah, Elvira and I both don't read reversals. And, and you know, there are 78 cards in a tarot deck. So I, uh, my view is that there is plenty to read with 78 um, images and cards. I don't need to add an additional 78 by adding reversals in there. There's plenty to go through. Uh, but lots of people do read reversals and, and the devil actually, I find it to be one of the more interesting reversals because this can be uh, about letting go. It can be a car uh, when the reversal shows up, it can be a way of saying you're limiting yourself and it's time to release that. It can also be a time that says you've been ex- having some negative thoughts. You've been exploring negative things. Um, you may have been not taking care of yourself. You may have some bad habits, and now it's time to confront those bad habits. Uh, this <laughs> asks you to step up. Uh, and so right. the reversal of the, of the devil can be a real positive, like, yeah, things are shit, and it's time for you to take control and do better yeah. and make better choices, you know? So um, right. this is one of the reversals I actually kind of enjoy, even though I don't read it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and usually I, 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 I mm-hmm. go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just said usually the the cards around it, uh, you, you know, bring up what you need. But sometimes, yeah, it is it is a thing. And, and I usually, <laughs> if it falls out of the deck, and I, you know, I a card that falls out of the deck, I hold aside, and it is, you know, something to do with it. I don't necessarily always read it the what would be the upright position it would be more of a you know something that you have let go of or that you need to say well now is the time I need to explore and actually put into effect the action of letting go so you know as opposed to yeah you're in bondage and you've got to you know you keep doing the same thing you're doing over and over again until you don't want to do it so right yeah yeah so yeah, the thing about the the devil card that I always find really interesting is that it it's tr- it's a trickster card, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because I don't look at the devil as negative. Um, mm-hmm. and when we get to us talking more about the decks that we use, that it's not even the devil in my card. It's a very different spin on this energy, but it is about. Mm-hmm looking at the places where you're constrained. Uh, it's like my favorite card. I think I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. My favorite card in the whole deck is the eight of swords, because it is this lie that you, you are keeping yourself chained. You are keeping yourself mm-hmm. locked away. And at any point you can choose to release those bindings. And that's a lot of this energy too. It's a little bit stronger because the devil card makes you feel like, you're being penned down or you're being um, forced into a situation you don't want to be in, or the negative influences are just so big that you, you feel restricted, but all of that mm-hmm. is alive, you know, mm-hmm. and at any point you can take control and break free of those limiting beliefs, you know? 
Right, right. So, yeah. well, on, on that, we should break free and do our um, commercial break, and then we can come back yeah, and do, do a little further exploring and then do our own decks. Sounds good. We'll be right back. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. All right. Wow. Yay. And here we I, go. I want to say so. something real quick because um, when I was doing research for, like, online around some of this stuff, um, there are some things online that say that the, the devil is related to the ancient goat god Dionysus. That's just not true. That's utter bullshit. Dionysus is not an ancient goat god. So uh, watch what you read online because some of it's just utter bollocks. And I just had to point that out. Like I saw that in more than one place and I was like, okay, so someone posted crap on the internet and then all these other people just copied and pasted it because there is no ancient goat God Dionysus. That's not who Dionysus Mm -hmm. is. And Dionysus is not related to the devil. So all kinds of issues with that. I just needed to name that because I am, uh, devoted to Dionysus, so I have strong attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, 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 my. Yes, I was, when you said that, I was going, hmm, she's got to have, definitely that's something she wants to say. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, definitely, definitely, please. You know, there's a lot out there, and, Again, in any of what we've been talking about, any of the, the information, the just like there's anything out there in general that people, you know, need to be aware of and, and take into consideration. Um, one of the things that the the Hebrew letter or the the, the Hebrew name is okay. I'm going to have to say it's ayin, which means I or foundation. And, um, of course, it's the organ of sight, so it's um, a sense tool. It's like the most important sense tool representing, you know, that which is um, seen. And so it's an orb. It's, you know, 
got it. So we see a limited version, you know, like an orb. We can, at the horizon, we don't see the entire orb, the entire sphere. We Just like Earth, we don't see the whole curve. So it mm-hmm. does represent limitation in our vision. And um, the function is mirth, which I thought was really interesting because I – just like you were saying, looking at the, the card and seeing something that is um, it's not necessarily pleasant, or but it isn't really as frightening as a couple of the other cards that come up in our in the deck. But it's um, it's about laughing at our our um, our weaknesses, our phobias, and our shortcomings, and it purifies the subconscious and dissolves mental you know, issues, mental complexes, mental conflicts. And I love that because we laugh. We laugh at ourselves. We laugh at things. And what does it do? It it changes the vibration. I thought that was so, was my biggest aha of reading this information again about this card. It kind of went, oh, that's it. That's what I need to remember for this card and mm, nice. taking, changing the energy. So, um, yeah, and obviously it's Capricorn. Renewing intelligence, which goes with mirth, is that it's basically um, changes, again, it's, you know, changes the, the perception of incongruities of things and then being able to actually bring forth new ideas. So in, in another way, it allows the... Um, the things that are not appropriately connected create us creating new ways to get around to get things. So in a in a positive way, it is it is used. It can be used in that that particular term. So um, yeah, it, it, there's a there's a lot of other interpretations that you can go into with this. But I wanted those because that's it's kind of like you look at this and you go. Oh, because you see Mars is exalted. Now, that may be another reason what we were doing because, of course, the next card, Taurus, um, the tower is Mars. So we may have been working, you know, in tandem here because it's like, and Mars is supposed to go retrograde (laughs) shortly, very shortly. Mm, Oh, great. Yeah, I know. I was like, yep. So that's my, you know, my side of the, the, the things before we jump into our own decks. And I'm going to, if you have something else, I'm going to let you kind of charge forth on your deck and then we'll yeah. kind of. Yeah. So my deck that I use to read with is called the Druidcraft Tarot deck. It is written by Philip and Stephanie Cargom. So if you've listened before, you've already heard this part because I say it every week, um, but it's a much more druidic, Celtic-y way of looking at the tarot and the imagery and the, um, the mythology underneath all of these cards is very much related to Celtic and Welsh mythology. So um, mm-hmm. the, there isn't, like, like last week when we talked about temperance, I, talked, I mentioned that there isn't a temperance card in this deck. It's actually called the Feralit card, which is a Celtic word for, um, well, it's a long story. Listen to last week's show. Uh, but <laughs> this week with the devil card, there isn't a devil card. It is the Kernunos card. Um, and if you're familiar, Kernunos is an, is an ancient, what we modern 
witches and pagans might refer to as a god, although it's uncertain if he was ever really worshipped as a god. But he's connected to the the wild, um, to the deep forest, but he's also a god of commerce and the marketplace. So there's a lot of interesting things about him. But specifically, Mm -hmm. the way that Philip and Stephanie Cargom wrote the description of the Carnunos card for this deck, we see this this looming ancient, like wizened forest figure in the background. And he's got huge elk like antlers and he's got one eye open. Um, he's very furry and, and um, shadowed and he, he's backwards mm-hmm. so almost like he's glowing. And then in front of him are two, a man and a woman and they are asleep on the forest floor. So it's almost like the lovers are asleep after their tryst and they've fallen mm-hmm. asleep in the forest. And now this wild God comes upon them. Um, but what Cardunos represents is the raw power of nature. Um, there isn't, there isn't delusion. There isn't excess. There isn't any of that when it comes to the raw power of nature. Nature just is, um, you know, there's uh, squirrels aren't hoarding nuts. They're collecting what they need to get through the winter. Right. So it's not, it's not, we can't put human, um, foible on top of nature and animal and how the, the natural world works. So this card is really about noticing your responsibility, noticing your materialism, noticing your own obsessions. Um, the Carnudos figure is a guardian here, a guardian of life force. And he, um, they go on to describe him almost as the Lord of the underworld or the male version of the death card. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's very different when this card shows up. It is a, it is a warning, much like the regular devil card about um, looking at where you are falling into obsession or negative patterns. But this is more the meaning of this card is about noticing where you are not taking responsibility. Um, notice where you are denying your connection to the natural world. Notice where you are getting caught up in materialism and consumerism and all the things that are actually destroying our planet and our relationship to the planet. Um, mm-hmm. So this is a call that says abundance and liberation is possible if you can divorce yourself from the materialistic. That's a pretty, to me, that's a huge and heavy message. Um, mm-hmm. The Nui fire, the Nui fray, is a, the word of life force in, in Celtic. So the message is the dragon of life force awakes powerfully within you. Great progress is possible, but take care to integrate and channel this force. So it's, it's an awakening card. Um, it's pretty fascinating. I, so I really hold the devil much differently after working with this deck for so long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, well, and, you know, listening to what you, because both of us use decks that are more pagan orientated. Um, mm-hmm. Mine happens to be The Witch's Tarot, and it's by Ellen uh, Dugan and illustrated by Mark Evans. And it tends to keep the the same the same titles, but what it does is the iconography, of course, the, the imagery gets a change modified accordingly to their, you know, 
the, the vision of what these people have. This one basically um, is, is, is change. The word is actually the shadow side. Um, and mm. there is a, a hooded man or hooded being. You don't even know if it's a man, but a hooded being at the back of the, of the, the picture. And um, you can see sort of like a claw-like hand or, you know, that, but you don't get any kind of a, a real visual. And you have a, a young man and a young woman, and they're crouching. And the female is turned outward, and the male is turned sideways, and they are behind tree and trying to, you know, like they are totally terrified. And you can tell that that's, you know, the vision. But you also have, an, and it's funny because when you're talking, and I was listening to Phoenix talk about what she, you know, her, her, her deck, um, I actually mm-hmm. see that there is also this brilliant, brilliant orb of light that is, that is just bringing in this massive amount of light into it. So in a way, it's dispelling the shadow, but they're still incorporated in their own fears, so they're still see, they're still engaged in it. And, you know, I really found yeah. that um, aha for me, uh, very, you know, uh, I'm using a word that's going to be funny, enlightening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it basically, again, it symbolizes allowing someone else a situation to have power over you, you see, and that again, is that you can, you know, you can go and break the chains and walk out of the shadows. It is, these are not yeah. chained to the shadow. They are chained to their fear. And whenever I get this card, the immediate thing is what is it that you fear? What is the, you know, people will fear the loss of a relationship or the person, but Really, it's the fear of what what you have made intrinsic to your happiness is this person, and you right. know it goes on. But you know that that whole process is it's basically you know and again to embrace your own shadow. It doesn't mean right. become a serial killer. It just means embrace the the fear, the 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 anger, the frustration, the things that we run from. Because our society doesn't allow us to, those, those are not part of it. That's not good. Well, it isn't healthy to deny something, but it is also, you, you, it is unhealthy to act upon the things. Of course, what do we have right now? We have a lot of people mm-hmm. who are very angry about the way they have been treated in, you yeah. know, for decades and decades. And so that anger is out there. So it is out there in speech and actions and things. But, again, there's a balance in terms of that. And I think that with this card, it basically says, come to terms with whatever is holding you back. Stop cowering, but work to find balance and courage. And I think that is really important when it comes to um, this particular hard you know i mean the standard is is you know basic and i will say that they have one of the deities that they have here for the card is pan um the horn god which there are mm-hmm. few in uh, various uh, cultures but um yeah so that that's kind of a an interesting point of reference to say this is not something that we, you know, 
shrink from, but go forward again. It's the idea of unshackling yourself from the right. oppression, not just the oppression, because again, we're also talking oppression of being oppressed by someone else. So of course we have, as I said, that is something that is up right now in our nation. Um, but it's also within ourselves. And right. So my deck and where, what it brings. Yeah. Out. Nice. Nice. I think it's so interesting, you know, how, um, how much our over culture and the, the dominant culture that we live in can influence how we may feel or react to these things. Cause you know, I, I, I've been doing all this stuff for a real long time. I've been reading tarot cards since I was a teenager and I forget that people still get scared. You know, I still have people come into the shop who want to get a tarot reading and they're afraid because they're afraid of the tarot cards. They, you know, they're worried that they're going to get the devil card or the death card or, and have it mean something, you know, they've been watching too many fortune teller movies, you know, or, or just curse <laughs> movies or whatever. Uh, and that's right. just not how it is and not how it works. But, it's, you know, we are influenced by our overculture, no matter how different or outside of it we may live. Like, my life is so blessedly not mainstream, and I'm, you know, I've cultivated that. But I have to remember, because I do forget, that that is not true for the majority or the average person out there, and that some of this stuff can be scary and seeing the image of Baphomet with a chained up man and woman is going to have a very different um, hit for me as a, as someone who doesn't know what the imagery and the symbolism of that really is, you know? So I find the devil card really fascinating, especially because with writer Waite Smith, who created this and created the artwork and the imagery and the, the meaning behind this card, you know, in the late 1800s going into the early 1900s, there, it was even more so intense to mm-hmm. say it was the devil card. It was even more blasphemous to refer to the devil. Um, and, you know, it was dangerous and scary. Um, and so that may not feel quite the same now, but you have to remember the initial intention was to create this this scary, intense image and have it mean something scary and intense. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's true. It's true. Um, and truthfully, here we are because of the changing structures. Things have come up. They've come into the, the, the front line, so to speak, of people's lives, whether, as you say, you know, people come in and, and get a tarot reading uh, or want one. And, yes, they fear certain ones. And I'll tell you quite frankly, doesn't matter how many times, you know, in my world, now that I, you know, I took on being a reader, um, that when I have a reading that I need for something in my life that I go to someone else because I don't need my own cards. Um, that that moment of of fear comes up when it comes to the cards that we know have that energy. Unquote. Um, yeah. So it's it's still very prevalent no matter how connected we are with the. Um, what we're doing and the, and the 
and the the beliefs, our traditions, our spirituality, our faith, all the things that go into making it, uh, understand that this is a a dance and it's a, it's a process, and we, you know those words become um, become uh, more. Those are overused words, but they do affect the the concept of what we go through because it is a process. It is a life journey. It isn't just we get to one place and we stay there in happy paradise and we always, you know, because that's not, I guess in a way people can, but then they become chained to the idea of paradise, which is interesting. Right. That's a whole other thing we could chat about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that would be um, would be more the case. So, yeah, so there you are. That's my, my take on your yeah. take, and we've had a lot of takes on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. Yeah, really, really. And so now... Uh, we've got a few more minutes. Is there anything else we want to throw in about the card or anything, you know, coming obviously, as we mentioned at the beginning, um, <laughs> what we thought was our card for the day will will be next week, but um, before right. we get there. So, yeah, you know, do you I don't anything? have anything else to add for the devil, but what I, what I would say is it's no surprise to me that the tower is already showing up because, and we'll talk about this ad nauseum, I imagine, next week. But many have been predicted, predicting the ta- that we are in the tower times. Um, mm-hmm. And so there is a lot of tower energy in the world right now. It is, we are very much in the tower times as far as I feel. So um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, throughout this whole process, for me, I felt like, the tower card looming. Like I, you know, we've mentioned throughout this ride that it's funny when we get to a certain card, certain things come up in our life that week that um, were unexpected and fit the energetic of that card. And it's just been kind of funny, like to unintentionally see that play out. Um, Mm -hmm. But the tower card feels like where we've been through this whole process. You know, we, we started this, doing the major arcana exploration right before the lockdown thing started and COVID really hit this country. So we've been going through this through the whole process so far, and we're truly living in the tower moment. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm going to knock on wood. I'm not too worried about how the next week plays out because I feel like I'm so much already in it, you know, Um, we are in the intense time. Um, and I'm already, I've been feeling the tower energy. Actually, I would say probably since 2016, if I really think about it, maybe longer than that, but for sure, since 2016, I've been feeling the tower energy. So, you know, it's interesting times. It's an intense card. It has a lot. And I think that the, the implications of it are going to be wider than just next Friday, you know? So, so tune in and listen to that fun. Yeah. (laughs) As a matter of fact, and it was very interesting, um, trying to get this show started today was, there was a lot yeah. of disruptive energy on the, you know, on the phone line or on, when we, on the call and trying yeah. to just get heard, which is fascinating because I've noticed 
that there has been a lot of that happening. And it it was weird because two people who talked to me probably in the last 36 hours, they are out of this area. So they cannot cannot use the justification that it's the fires, you know. They weren't in fire areas. Um, So I was kind of taking that into account you know, with this that happened to us this this uh, afternoon when we started this call or when we tried to get everything up and running before the actual podcast, it was it was like really oh my goodness. So um, yeah, that that is also part of it that's you know trying to disrupt the way we go about doing something. And I I sometimes think that it's it's done. Or it is, you know, it happens for us to break out of old patterns or old ways of, of functioning. But it's also the darker side in the fact that it is to disrupt the forward movement and how much we need to navigate. So um, yeah, yeah, and you're right. Yeah, it's been boiling and 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 roiling around to to get this this process, but. Uh, as we have said, either collectively on a show or to our, you know, to our clients, is you know, things have to. Destruction is part of life because to to destroy something in the sense of the ends, you 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 to build. I mean, obviously, when you think about a house, you level the ground, you you take out plants you, you know, quote, bulldoze things, you change. And then you put the, mm-hmm. the foundation, you build a new foundation, you build something, you're building something new on it. Um, but I think it's the side that I will probably say is that we need to be more conscious of the co-creative process rather than just the destructive part. Yeah. So, yep. uh, so yeah, it'll yeah. be an interesting chat next week. So we will <laughs> we will have all our our things together, and we will we will hope that everything as we plan at least to sit and talk about that we will be able to do so, and that life will um, allow us to explore the process, you know, less traumatically. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so well, I think we're at our time. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll try to we'll try to keep things on on the uh, up and up here and the go, and we will all yeah. be back. Have a safe um, next week or during the week, to, and we will see you on the sh- on the sh- radio next week. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific 
and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.